Happy Leave Erickson Day, and welcome to Absorb and Yellow, the podcast for me and my friends. Second, about the beginning of the admiration for SpongeBob SquarePants. We've got a banger of an episode for you today. I'm going to try and keep the um, intro a little bit um, short uh, since we've got plenty of podcasts for you with a, an awesome, awesome guest. Um, one of our best guests ever, Morgan Roberts, my wife. Uh, so, um, yeah, I know that whenever I say, hey, it's going to be shorter today, that usually means that it's going to be like um, super long. But I already know that the podcast is going to be long. So I'm going to really, really, really try to, to keep this opening um, short. Uh, OK, so first, um, some quick housekeeping for you. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear me like trying to. It's happening. It's I'm going to go over time. I don't know if you guys can hear the blanket that I'm like trying to hold up over my head to dampen the sound. But my the sound studio, i.e. Uh, my closet. I need some work. Okay, um, some housekeeping for you, uh, some pineapple keeping. Um, first, uh, to all of you, uh, we, we're going to have uh, some listener mail here in a second, um, and I love uh, reading and engaging with listener mail. So please um, write in to sponge at spamrobots.com uh, with your um, thoughts and questions, and I, you're basically guaranteed um, that I'm going to read it on here. Uh, second, um, I am really enjoying uh, reading your reviews live on the air, so please just remember that you can leave a review in Apple Podcasts. I don't, <laughs> I, as far as I can tell, you cannot leave a review for podcasts on any other app, um, so that's pretty annoying, other than I don't know, maybe like Stitcher or whatever those other like third party ones are. Um, you can do well. Actually, no, that's not true. Uh, you can on Podcast Addict on um, Android. Anyway, uh, if if you leave it on an app that you think that I won't find it, just write into sponge at spamrobots.com. But I'm really enjoying um, reading those, so please do that. Please, I'm begging you. Okay. Anyway, um, let's uh, do some listener mail. It's time to open fan letters. This fan letter uh, is from um, listener Colton, uh, and he writes in, subject line says, surprise, this wasn't mentioned on the latest episode of the podcast, but then body um, of the letter says, just wanted to send in a clip from Something Smells that included an error that was on the first DVD release of the episode, as well as subsequent TV airings afterwards, in which SpongeBob says, I just don't get it instead of high building. Apparently it was fixed eventually, but I remember being confused by the mistake every time I could catch this episode on TV. And then he's got a YouTube link to that. Um, okay, uh, Colton, um, do I want to say eagle eye, eagle ear? How are eagles ears? Um, great observation is what I'm trying to say. And so crazy. Uh, I guess you'll just have to take my word for it. But I literally had in my notes um, this exact thing, um, but not because I had um, stumbled across it myself, but because on the DVD commentary <laughs> that I referenced last week, um, they notice it themselves there uh, because, you know, that commentary was uh, recorded for uh, uh, the season two uh, DVD uh, release, which I believe was the first time that this episode was released on DVD. Um, and so here, I'll just play a clip from the commentary here. Watch. I just don't get it. Whoa, <laughs> that line was different. I think originally it was just I a high just building. Don't get it. Yeah, see what happened there? I don't either. They repl- uh, I think there was a mix up in the sound mix there. Okay, so you can see they're like, what? That's an audio error or whatever. And I like at first I felt so bad for them because I was like, oh, my gosh, 
you know, they're recording this years after this episode was produced, and they're just now found, finding um, that there was a sound mixing error on the episode. And it, it made me just like kind of cringe and feel really bad for them. But then I thought like, no, I feel like I would have caught that when I watched uh, this episode. Um, and whenever I watch these episodes for the podcast, um, I always watch them on Amazon Prime because um, it's A, very convenient, and B, um, the highest definition that I can find um, to, to watch them in. And it did not have that error on it, which was very confusing. Um, so then I did a little bit of digging and found that, uh, like you say here, Colton, it was for the DVD releases um, and some, but interestingly, uh, not all subsequent um, TV airings uh, that that um, showed up. And uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I got to wonder if um, the uh, writers here uh, uh, like <laughs> let Nickelodeon know that that error was there. But anyway, just goes to show um, that we've got some listeners who are as, um, I don't know, detail-oriented as me, which is cool um, because that – I just literally thought last week like that's going to take too much explanation um, to like include on the podcast and no one will be interested and I was wrong. So, Colton, thank you for writing in. Uh, everybody else, please write in to SpongeBobFanRobs.com. Okay, let's – Introduce our guests. Uh, bubble wipe sound effect now. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Observing Yellow, the podcast where me and my friends talk about the biggest rivers. Welcome to the podcast, Morgan Roberts. Morgan, how are you? I'm good. Cool. Uh, okay, so Morgan, I have you on for a couple reasons, maybe mm. three reasons. One, Whoa. one, you're my best friend, you know, because we're married and all that. <laughs> Two, um, I'm a big pink idiot. <laughs> Big pink loser. Loser. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, because I just had to have you on the podcast again soon, of course, because you are a great guest. What? You're laughing at something or just breathing. What was that? I, I had to have you on at some point again. As if I'm outside the door like, please, sir, no, please not. let me on the podcast. Just kidding. I like yeah, it yeah. here. Please, sir, may I have please, another? Sir. That's all my uh, listeners every Sunday night waiting for the new episode to release. Should I publish them? I'm never, I always aim for Monday mornings to publish and then mm-hmm. I end up publishing Sunday nights often because that's just like when I get done editing it and I'm like, yeah, let's send it. But then I started noticing that like 10 people would immediately listen to it when I uh-huh. publish it Sunday nights. Uh-huh. Then I was like, oh, maybe I can get ahead. And like, just always publish it Sunday nights. Sure. But then I've had a couple of weeks where they not that many people listen to it, and then I'm like, why am I doing? It? Why don't I just? So should I stick with Monday mornings? I feel like yeah, because that's when the daily comes out. Right. It's like do like Monday at yeah, 6 people like in something. the car, you know. Yeah. A little treat. Everybody's driving. Okay. Um, the third reason is because you are you are a Patrick Stan. I am a Patrick Stan. So, uh, listen, I want to get you animated. Okay. And so the way that I'm going to, you made a face. Was that a weird way to word that? <laughs> no, I just, at first I was like, you've already drawn me before. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah. That's a stupid thing. <laughs> okay. I mean this in full sincerity. Uh-huh. Patrick is not a well-written character and he's completely overrated. Do you agree? No. Why? Because he's, he's the Sam of the show. What does that mean? If we're thinking in terms of Lord of the Rings. Oh, I thought you meant like I'm. No. Talk to me. He's a. <laughs> What's that mean? Oh, well, he's just he's like the best friend. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's so freaking funny. I feel like everyone watches the show, obviously, for SpongeBob's antics. 
But then you just get like sucked into how wonderful and wholesome Patrick mm, is. Yeah. And every, I feel like everybody relates to Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, either you just didn't get worked up about it like I thought you would, mm. or it's just obvious that I wasn't being sincere. Mm-hmm. I thought that if I lied and said that Patrick was dumb, that you would come for me no, no, in the no, comments. No, no. But didn't work. But that's okay. I'm sure that we'll just. All I'm saying is let it rip. Your love for Patrick, this this would be the episode. To, right. Because. Well, I, I did really go to town on the Valentine's Day episode. You did, which just felt like. <laughs> I was really upset about that. <laughs> disordered, like unorderly. <laughs> you know. Anyway, okay. Shall we jump into the episode, Morgan? Sure. Welcome to Bikini Bottom, where can be found some of the finest specimens of undersea life. <laughs> well, you know. An award? I never got an award before. <laughs> Look, Rock, I got an award. Jellyfish, I got an award. SpongeBob. Hold still, Gary. Wow. Almost done. Hey, SpongeBob, guess what? I got an award. That's great, Patrick. What's it for? See for yourself. For outstanding achievement in achievement. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. That's a funny way to spell my name. Patrick, I think the award is for me. You must have got it by mistake. But it's shiny. Yeah, but you know what else is shiny? Ice cream. Exactly. I can find it. Is it in here? No, don't. That's my award closet. We are here with the episode Big Pink Loser, a very, very funny episode and a very memorable one from season two. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of bangers of lines in it. Uh, Big Pink loser um written by jay lender william reese or rice never know how to say his name sorry about that and meriwether williams um meriwether meriwether how would you pronounce that i know it's just so rare to see a live human being with that name true what can i say what can i say what can i say morgan question for you yeah what can i say um, I just think Patrick is so eager. Mm. He's like, he lives life so fully. Like, whatever he wants to do. <laughs> you think Patrick lives does. life so fully? Well, he's just like so fully himself. Like, if he wants to spend all day sleeping, he does that thing. Like, mm. he just is who he is. He's genuine. I genuinely didn't think that we would start arguing this early in the episode. <laughs> but I am, I think that I know what you mean. Yeah. But I'm bewildered that you. At first, I thought that you misspoke. I thought that you were you meant to say SpongeBob is just so eager; he lives life so fully. What? In this, well, I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking about this scene that right. we just heard, right. and Patrick is the one who has like the high and low emotions. He absolutely does. But don't you think that this scene sets up that Patrick does absolutely nothing? You know what I mean? No, I think like well. 
Yes, he does absolutely nothing, but it's he chooses to do absolutely nothing. So yes. he's still living his life. He's living his truth, if you <laughs> okay. will. Yeah. Well, no, I think that that's fair. And um, this is on my mind because it just came up on the episode that I just recorded, which will come out a few weeks later. So mm-hmm. I'll try not to repeat myself too much in the future. Um, but, um, you know, one of the, as we've talked about before, uh, big inspirations for the writing team was Zen and the Art of Writing mm-hmm. by Ray Bradbury. And he talks in there about writing characters with gusto mm-hmm. and who really want something. Mm-hmm. And it's very clear what they love and what they hate and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And Patrick definitely like I hate to say that he's lazy because I don't know that has such a negative connotation to me and it doesn't feel like he's lazy, but he is so chill. You know, right. I mean, like he's a beach bum. Like, I don't think of him as like a surfer, but like, well, he's a starfish. That's like their whole thing. They just hang around. They lay down. They lay down. Exactly. But even just the fact that like he's a shirtless dude at the beach, you know, Mm -hmm. and he's got Hawaiian prints on. He's He's just go with the flow. He's just chilling. Exactly. And and that very much is what he is. And I think that they play that up this episode Mm -hmm. in a good way. Mm -hmm. Um, And just to make it abundantly clear, I love Patrick. Oh, I know this. Okay, good. Um, Well, more so for the uh, listener, I guess. Mm. But so, um, yeah, the the episode opens up. We get a really cute, um, the the mail. Patrick has a mail uh, box, apparently. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't think that we ever see that. I think, what did we say? When we were watching the Christmas episode together Uh um, and they like chopped down the tree. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. dying laughing because I'm like, I love it when they just add in stuff. Totally, it's very because it, it yeah it literally is like no, you just didn't notice it before, but right. it's totally here, and you're like, right. what? Right, 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 right. It's, it's very so cartoony funny. in that yeah. sense. I mean, I, the same episode they constantly cut back to shots of Squidward Squidward's house and. SpongeBob's house is just not visible. Right, you know? right. Which As I don't, if they have a huge yard. Right. And it's like, I don't think that that's like an oversight on right. the animator's part. It's just for the purposes of the scene, you know? Yeah. So for, for the purposes of this scene, which honestly, the architecture, I talked about this last week with Evan, but the architecture of Patrick's house is very much just for the purposes of the scene because mm-hmm. sometimes he has real furniture yeah sometimes it's all sand uh-huh. sometimes he has a bed that he sleeps in yeah and most of the time he just sleeps on the underside of the rock that like flips up on right. an hinge, you know so yeah just sometimes fun. he has like a basement right like, like you go down into right. it but all the furniture sits on top until it's time for the gag of him right. to like fall in uh-huh it's just funny yeah so it is very funny but so he has a mailbox and it's just a very silly joke that the mailman um puts his package in his mouth mm-hmm. um which we'll get a call back to later spoilers spoilers foreshadowing mm-hmm. um and then they do this many many times in the show but his antenna falling off is really funny Classic. i don't know why it's and it's the noise of like the uh huh. It's the snapping, and then it's just it's such like a simple motion, mm-hmm. kind of like how you and I were talking about. Well, or maybe I was telling you about um mm-hmm. the other day um in Emperor's New Groove when mm-hmm. that plant dies. Yeah, and there's like zero frames in between it up and falling down. Right. There's something very simple about that that's very very funny. Right. Which will get taken to its extreme most example later in the season when we talk about Gary takes a bath. So mm-hmm. a uh, teaser for that. Um, but. Okay, uh, a couple questions for you, Morgan, to engage you as our special guest today. First, what is the difference between an award and a reward? English teacher? Well, a reward is something that you get Mm. for doing something. And I think like a reward, you probably know about it beforehand. Mm -hmm. Like 
But I suppose maybe you could know about an award as well. I think that they're very similar in that you are doing something Mm -hmm. and then receive something, whether it's like recognition Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Is a reward just like positive reinforcement? I think like you did good. So here's a treat. Right. Yeah. Or like, you know, when somebody goes missing or a dog, they put a reward. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't get an hmm. you wouldn't get an award for returning a dog. Right, you get a reward. Reward. I suppose maybe an award is uh-huh. more of like an achievement thing. Uh huh. So is is reward kind of like connected to the to the word repay in a sense? Yeah, I mean re like to give. Yeah. Or to return. Like to I am back. paying you back. Like in the case of like here is a reward that I'm posting for you bringing my dog back. Yeah. Should we live look up the etymology of this word? <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> No, we're doing it. Can you fill the air while I Google this? I just have that song stuck in my head that I sang earlier. I don't want to get you uh, scooted and booted. What? I don't know. I just always am like, you can't use any music. Like if I were to sing a song. Mm. <laughs> the whole podcast, I use copyrighted music. I, I know, but I just, <laughs> it feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were we talking? What was I watching that I I kept saying like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they can use. You were, watch, you were watching The Simpsons <laughs> the because Simpsons. you're just not used to watching shows with a budget where they can license out music. Because all I do is watch YouTube, right? And so they kept using like real songs, right. and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they could do this <laughs> because all the YouTubers I watch are like, yeah, just commentary. Like I got claimed. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. Um, okay, so award comes from the late Middle English in a sense of issue a judicial decision. Sure. Also denoting the decision itself from Anglo-Norman French awarde, variant of Old French esgarde, consider ordain. So ordain. So I think it means to like deem. Right, like to put to purpose. assign worth. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas reward. Reward. I was going to make the same joke. Because, were you going to say rewind? Yeah. For, cause, do you know what that's from? It's from Hamilton. No. It's K-pop. It, K-pop! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, I think it's a GOT7 song. They go, rewind. But don't you remember? Rewind. Wine. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rewind. Yeah. Of wine. course, of course. I course. remember that night. I just, I, I remember that. I'm going to get claimed. <laughs> <laughs> I got you good with that. Um, yeah. Reward from the Middle English from Anglo-Norman French variant of regard. Regard. Weird. To regard. Yeah. That honestly. I feel. Really I feel like that. Those are extremely similar. Well, to regard something is to like acknowledge. Yeah. Where, whereas to award. Is more of that assigning worth, you know, to some, I, like ascribing worth to. I think I understand this a little bit. So both of them come from Old French. One comes from escarde, the other one comes from regarde. Mm-hmm. So and that's consider or ordain versus. Um, this has nothing to do with SpongeBob, so mm-hmm. I apologize. This listeners. is just but. what we talk about every single day. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but so ordain versus regard, and I apologize for the deep. Biblical reference, mm. but it reminds me of the old biblical phrase he had regard for, right. such as in the story of Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that confuses people because it's like, what does that mean? But I think that it means like, I look at, like, if I had regard for you, mm-hmm. it'd be like, um, 
I am pleased with you or you find um, a favor in my sight. Sure. You know? So yeah. it's kind of like in response to what you have done, mm-hmm. here is your reward. Right. Um, you're just desserts. Right. Whereas an A award is I have ordained you. Right. Like you deserve like a right. ribbon. So they're extremely similar. Which but- is kind of odd because if you think about it, like a track event, mm-hmm. we should give rewards. Was that? Because like currently you say like you're awarded first place. Mm-hmm. But if we're going based on that definition, I work super hard and I run right. my race and you see me win. Right. And then you give me the reward that right. is supposed to be for first place. Yeah, it's kind of confusing because it makes sense in um like when you use it interchangeably as well, not really. I was going to say as prize, but mm-hmm. so like when SpongeBob makes the statue out of Krabby Patties mm-hmm. of Rabbit Man and Barnacle Boys. Yeah. He gets a prize or an award uh-huh. because judges deemed that the best. Right. Kind of subjectively. Yeah. Whereas, like, you objectively win in a track right. race, uh-huh. and so you would think that it would just be a reward right. because you won. And I suppose we do talk about it as, like, you know, it's rewarding to have your hard work pay off. Totally. That makes sense. So that makes sense. And literally the endorphins that you get from A, winning, yeah. and B, just running in general, right. are a well, hopefully. reward oh. and a reward mechanism. Sometimes when you run and you don't get them, you're like, I... You're crushed. What did I even do this for? This we really got to get back thing. to SpongeBob. I know. Also, the last thing, you can cut it. Uh, um, no, I'm not cutting The it. last thing is just the only thing that I'm thankful to the French for... <laughs> is softening what was old English. Old English is I ugly, always bro. use this. We went from Kirk yeah. to church. True. Dunkirk. So much better. Mm-hmm. Um they really softened us. Yeah. So shout out to the French. Shout out to the French. I my favorite thing about the French is Jacques Cousteau. <laughs> Speaking of Jacques Cousteau, it's he's telling us about uh the undersea creatures. <laughs> That's you like trailed off at the I'm end like, of SpongeBob. <laughs> um Okay, the other question at the risk of getting us off topic, and I don't want to talk about this or like funnel the whole episode through this lens, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I couldn't help but think about being a like gifted child. Right. <laughs> you know, did, did you connect that at all to this episode? Like, yeah, I think it's also just like either with siblings or friends. Mm-hmm. One of them's always going to probably get more recognition or like you perceive them to get recognition in areas where you would like recognition. And you're like, dang, like they just do all these things and Uh always get noticed for this. Uh So, yeah, I mean, I think we know like SpongeBob is an overachiever. Correct. Yeah. In general. Like that's just like based on all Mm -hmm. of the seasons thus far. Totally. All two of them. And Mm -hmm. I think that um, the... I like yeah your wording of overachiever mm-hmm. because sometimes I say SpongeBob is good at everything, which isn't actually necessarily true, but he right. certainly is in his bones an overachiever. Right. Lack of bones. Um, but that's why it's partly uh Do you think that he's a one or a three? He's gotta be a seven, I guess. I have no idea. I why do you think he's a seven? In the Enneagram? Because he's like happy, he pursues like joy and fun and people. Yeah, then I would say he's a seven, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that I think Mr. Krabs is a three probably. Yeah. You know, he mm-hmm. gets it he gets the job done. I think Squidward's a four. 
Yes, for mm-hmm. sure. He's a four, a very jaded four. Yes. Um, okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, he's a total overachiever. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it makes it that much funnier when he is bad at something, mm-hmm. especially because he's, he's not snobbish, but anyway. Okay, so SpongeBob is an overachiever, and mm-hmm. I wrote down in my notes um, that he is impossibly productive, mm-hmm. just like the, that he would not only be making a stack of cards, which I feel like was a joke that re- recurred in many cartoons when mm-hmm. we were kids. Mm-hmm. Do, I, do you remember the episode of Fairly Odd Parents when he's making mm-hmm. a stack of cards? Yeah, right? Yep. Anyway, um. And so just like very clever, like uh, introduction of, of course, that's what he would be doing. Right. Um, and very, very cute. Um, just premise. It's a very Patrick centric episode. Yes. Um, and trying to get him. The the conflict, I think, is that. Well, you know, so I was going to say, I don't know if this makes sense, but I was going to say um, Patrick is trying to be a SpongeBob. But mm-hmm. then it occurred to me like that's. That Literally also episode. the premise of the yeah, episode. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like under the surface, because like I talk on other episodes of like, oh, Squidward is trying to be like a SpongeBob or oh, right. no, SpongeBob's becoming a Squidward. Right. Here, Patrick literally is like, to be me, I have to become SpongeBob. And that just doesn't work right. for anyone. Well, I mean, it's it's like it's to be rewarded in this mm. society. I must look like this. Right. Not to correct you, but a warded. um all right let's uh i want to know (laughs) how can patrick get an award patrick if you want to win an award you have to do something Hmm. i want to defeat the giant monkey man and save the ninth dimension me too but that sounds a little hard why don't we start smaller I want to defeat the little monkey man and save the eighth dimension. Smaller. Doctor. Smaller. Fireman. The smallest you can think of. A job at the Krusty Krab? Yeah. I do things at work all the time. Then let's go. <laughs> and he pulls his arm off. Mm-hmm. It's also weird because apparently in this version of Bikini Bottom, people are just rewarded for doing tasks. I know. Which I feel like an award in this scenario is maybe a representation of getting praise. Like, hmm. like they're giving out physical awards right. that, of course, every kid wants. Right. Like, you want the ribbon. You want, right. you know, to win the science fair. But this one, it seems like you just have to, like, do a menial task right. and you get one. Well, the, the that's interesting that you say that because, um, to me, I didn't read this as, oh, like, this is, like, how bikini bottom works but rather i read it as when i when i was a kid i just thought um it's like one of those things that i believe exists out there but i've never interacted with kind of like in a weird way sweepstakes (laughs) where i always saw commercials for sweeps sweepstakes and i was like oh that's a thing and i bet grown-ups win a lot of sweepstakes like that's probably Mm. just like uh think about adult life that i don't know about and Mm -hmm. similarly i was like oh you, you can just get awards and i it never occurred to me to think like who are the people giving the awards right. where are the awards produced stuff like that you know um but i knew of you know trophy closets and, mm-hmm. and in fact my older siblings had a lot of awards yeah for being in swimming right i never put together that that's just because they ran a race swim mm-hmm. a race and mm-hmm. then won you know but i saw like oh well they have awards mm-hmm. you know and then you know you see like 
your parents at work getting an award or something, you know? Yeah. So in my little kid brain, I was just like, oh, that's like some must be an adult thing that when I get older, I'll learn about like just getting awards and right. stuff, you know, which honestly, I think is a lot of high schoolers, too, <laughs> are like, I need awards to start applying for right. um, colleges. But right. But yeah, um, but I I also think that only SpongeBob probably has all these, both because I don't think that anybody else in Bikini Bottom would care to have awards, mm-hmm. except maybe Sandy. Oh, Squidward. Um, well, what awards would he have? I'm sure that he would want to be recognized for one of his art passions. True. Well, so is it in the um, uh, snail race episode that he keeps getting awards to... Um, Squidward tennis balls or whatever. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> okay. I can't remember. Um, but yeah. So, so it is interesting. But I, I took it to mean that SpongeBob, um, is just so impossibly uh, overachieving. Um, and and we've got to start Patrick somewhere. So let's just mm. get him the most basic thing. You know. Gotcha. Uh, I guess I maybe I'm jumping the gun and applying it to real life. How so? Well, just like um, you and your friend could be living in the same town, doing the same job, doing whatever, uh-huh. and one of you is consistently like verbally praised, like, this mm-hmm. is a great job, this is a great job, mm-hmm. and so you see them get that praise all the time, or like positive huh. reinforcement yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, and then he doesn't get any. Patrick doesn't get any? Yeah. 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 So I, I, I guess I'm just thinking like the awards to me are... Like a stand-in for hmm. maybe verbal affirmation. Yeah, that could be. Um, I mean, I, I think that... But that's the English teacher in me of like, how can we make it about real life well, in society? Totally. I mean, Spongebob, uh, and I kind of uh, take back my skepticism about what you said about Squidward, because Spongebob... Um, well, or maybe I take back my take back. Spongebob has won the Employee of the Month award many, many months yeah. in a row, you know. And Squidward famously in the episode Employee of the Month did not care and was actually like very annoyed. Mm-hmm. Though I think that that's because I take back my take back of my take back uh-huh. because actually I think that Squidward does care about praise, which is why he puts on a talent show right. at the Krusty Krab, but he does not care about the same praise that Spongebob does, which is why it disgusts him that he would or... care about affirmation from... Mr. Mr. Krabs, you know. Or he does care, like me, Hmm. but I will be like, I'm not even going to try. Right. Because I, one, don't want to be perceived like I care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And two, if I tried and lost against someone like SpongeBob, that would be demoralizing. Totally. Well, I I honestly think that it is probably a bit of both. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think that... you know, in that episode, he some of the conflict is he tells uh, Mr. Krabs, don't you know that that is just a tool to trick you into working harder? Right. Um, and the, and part of the conflict is SpongeBob doesn't know, like, is Squidward right or am I right? Right. You know? And I don't know if they ever really resolved that. Right. But- well, I mean, I think it's perfectly acceptable that. Squidward clearly doesn't think highly of working at the Krusty Krab. Totally. Like, he would much rather be recognized for something mm-hmm. um, that's, you know, maybe more high bar to him. Right. Well, and he has a very uh, victim mindset, I think, in that he's like... And an above it. Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't see things as, like, I have to work at the Krusty Krab. He's like, oh, despite Despite the fact that I work at the Krusty Krab, I am so great or whatever. And then the same thing for his clarinet playing of like uh, his 
poor playing is in spite of how great he is, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think that he sees himself. I'm not trying to beat up on Squidward. I right, right. mean, <laughs> critiquing no, his, I, Yeah. Um, but yeah, but anyway, I think that that shows the lenses that they see uh-huh. the world through. And yeah. Squidward is like, to chase that is just to be played by right. the man. Whereas SpongeBob is like, I'm just overjoyed that there are systems in place that can reward um, my eagerness. You know? Right, right, anyway, right, right. So this episode isn't about Squidward. <laughs> it's about Patrick. Um so Patrick arrives at the Krusty Krab and it's very cute that he's, you know, just mm-hmm. jumping on board. Um, did you appreciate, um, I don't know, just his eagerness to I'll, I'll have a clip of one uh-huh. hijinks, but his just like trying to work this job. Right. It's just so cute. That's what I mean. Like if he wants to do something that he will like. Right. Fully do it uh-huh. and be so cheery. Right. Um, Even when he's like consistently messing up i feel like he's still like right feeling like a max like okay i messed it up i'm just gonna try again just try again because he's a star mm-hmm. which i also that was that a good one is very yeah. cute i think that this might be when they reveal on the show that his last name is star so that's fun um because his full name is patrick star you know right yeah um I also got a shout out. Such like a dumb writery joke. Uh, $50 an hour. Like, yeah. only $50 an hour. It's so I had stupid. to pay Mr. Krabs $100 an hour. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Apparently, Derek Dryman wrote that joke. So That's funny. Shout out to Derek Dryman. Um, and, <laughs> and Squidward's guess who just quit is <laughs> so funny to me. <laughs> it's so obvious, and you can see it coming a mile away, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It just really works for me. But yeah, so he tries taking... Somebody's meal to them. He tries sweeping, etc. Sweeping um, is good every time. Yeah. Uh-huh. But this has got to be the most memorable line. Let's try something different. All you have to do is answer the phone. Aye, aye, Captain. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. Is this the Krusty Krab? No! This is Patrick! I am not a Krusty Krab. Uh, Patrick, that's the name of the restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's just so good. It's so good. It's so classic. Uh It's also like fun, like, article play of the... Because they're calling him and saying, like, as if his brand is the Krusty Krab. Yeah, yeah. Can you unpack so that for us a little bit? Go off, English teacher. No, no, it's just funny because yeah, it's like you can go to right. or you can be. Right. Like right. you're the Sam Roberts. Right, 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 right. Or whatever. And so he's <laughs> interpreting it, really it as yeah. <laughs> somebody <laughs> keeps prank calling me and asking if I am a crusty crab. Yeah. So that's why it's funny when he says, I'm not a crusty crab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is really funny. I really enjoy dissecting jokes like this. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that not all of our listeners enjoy yeah. it, but I suspect that even if they don't, they probably enjoy us genuinely giggling <laughs> over like the article. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very cute. But no, uh, so uh, similarly, something that I felt, but then when I listened to the DVD commentary on this episode, mm-hmm. they shout out, um, there's a lot of... Uh, rule of three in this episode right. have you heard of that rule in the world of comedy um um yes but it's also just in writing really yeah how so 
you do things three times. For each. like what purpose though? I well, I mean some kind of drama or energy mm-hmm. or comedy or something, but each one gets more intense or wound Escalated. up or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it the same? Yeah, pretty much. So the, when I first learned about the rule of three, I learned it um, in a speech class in high school. Um, oh, dang, thought you were going to say college. Or, or not class, sorry. Um, speech club, mm-hmm, <laughs> even mm-hmm, earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in speech too. Really? But oh, in, yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, in middle yeah. school. So I did improv. Me too. Um, improv. Uh, <laughs> oh, not group, just two You did of us. solo? No, it was just two. Just two, okay. Well, I think that that's still would have been the same category. But A duo. Yeah. Um, well, just more than one. In our speech uh, competition or whatever, you had uh, solo and then you had um, a group. Anyway, ah. um, me and my sister were really good at improv, honestly. Mm-hmm. But so that's where Mr. Ripley, uh, shout out to Mr. Ripley. No clue if you listen to this podcast, but mm-hmm. shout out if you do. Um, he taught me the rule of thirds, but I learned it in that like jokes aren't funny after three and, uh-huh. but i never learned like oh they're funniest when you get to three mm-hmm. but i could see how that could also you can make an argument for that you know right and then some comedians like i shouldn't say this because i said this on the other podcast that i recorded today but will ferrell is famous for taking a joke too far so he breaks the rule of three but then right. takes it so far that right. it's funny again right because of how not funny it's a it commitment is. anyway they said on the um uh uh I almost said podcast, the audio commentary Mm -hmm. that Jay Lender was big on the rule of three. And Mm. so that comes up a lot. And I think that it mostly works. Sometimes it feels unnecessary, but, um, but I think that, uh, I'm not a crusty crab is the most, uh, loud example and the funniest example. Right. I also like, I feel like this gets memed a lot or used a lot and stuff like this is like, this is classic SpongeBob. Yeah, meme. this is in the vein of pop culture for mm-hmm. sure. Do you remember when it would get spliced with um, "This is Sparta" mm-hmm. all the time? Yeah, such a stupid. Meme, not as but... funny. Like no, it's just really not watching that funny. the original clip. Like uh-huh. it's funny every time. Uh huh. And it's such oh, a simple joke. Good. But it's no, so this good, is Patrick. Especially like this. This also just made me remember like working in service. Yeah. I never worked at a food restaurant. Yeah. But just like. And in the next one, working mm. in service is just like a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of horrible. Yeah. Um, not job shaming, but just it was very difficult when I worked in it. Yeah. Um, it's a hard job. It, no, it totally is. They um said also in the audio commentary. This was fascinating to me that 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 Patrick joke, the phone call joke. They had to work and work and work to make funny. That's crazy. It is crazy because to me it seems not obvious, mm-hmm. but I mean, like I guess like a lot of amazing yeah. art, it seems like obvious. And it's just so funny. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like they were strained. It felt like a genius, like, came up right. with it. So. This episode, I don't know. Maybe I just haven't been paying attention in other ones. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much background music in this episode. There is. There is a lot. Like, there's more than... I don't mm-hmm. know that there's, like, a silent just, like, right. talking. Right. Well, and I think that we are at the point in the show where we're starting to not transition, but pull in more music that doesn't sound Hawaiian, if that makes yeah. sense. So even the one that we just heard, like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And um, there's one in season three that gets put in TikToks and Vines and stuff yeah. all the time. Do you yeah. know? You probably know it. I don't know if I'd be able to sing it, but... Oh. um. But it's just kind of like the slapstick comedy sounding thing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't sound like the slide guitar ukulele or anything. Right. Um, so that could be. Um, mm-hmm. I think that this is a very gag heavy episode, too. Yeah. Um, so that could also be why. And then one other thing that I want to shout out, and this was just very cute to me on the audio commentary. Um, 
the <laughs> I don't have this clip, but uh, when he's sweeping, uh-huh. the fish comes up and said, like, takes a sip and says, Is he's he blowing, blowing from, from stupid, stupid town. town. <laughs> and they said that Steve, referring to Stephen Hillenberg, um, was laughing for a couple days at that joke. Yeah. Which is just really cute. I, I like this whole episode, like, including the next one, um, because uh, that fish in particular is used so much. Yeah. That like just very yeah. matter of fact, sarcastic, like absolutely deadpan. It's he's super funny. So freaking funny. Mm-hmm. He's like the straight man, to be honest. Totally. And can you imagine writing a simple joke like that and having like uh your boss and a Titan like Steven Hillenberg just chuckle for two days? Right. Like gosh, I would die <laughs> for that. Okay. Is this next part the funniest clip in, in the whole episode? It could be. Yeah. It probably is. Tee it up for us, Morgan. Yes. <laughs> nice. Don't give up, Patrick. This time I've got something I know you can do. We're going to open a jar. Easy. Now you try. First, get a jar. Patrick, that's a pickle. Yes. You need a jar. No. 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 Try this. Now, take the lid off the jar. Just relax, lift your hand. Great, we're almost there. Now put it on the lid. No, the lid. 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 Almost there. Now head for the lid. Cold. Warmer. 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 You're hot. You're on fire. Okay, okay, wait, wait. Do exactly as I do. Exactly as I do. Exactly. 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 Exactly as you do. Oh, no, I broke it. No, no, Patrick, you did it. I did? Oh man, they make him so impossibly stupid, it's but it's so funny. So cute. Yeah, talk to me about this this scene. I just love Patrick's facial expressions. <laughs> he has the best expressions. Yeah, uh huh. It's so good, and yeah, they just ramp up how dumb he can be to great effect in this episode. Well, and I just like like I feel like this shows off their friendship quite well. Mm-hmm. Like SpongeBob anything, is so patient. Anything to make Patrick feel like he achieved something. Totally. Well, and honestly, even like when he was sweeping, right? He's like, "You're doing great, buddy." Right. Like, even though someone you just can see, yeah, call, call him in from Stupid Town or mm-hmm. whatever. And even like his like uh, panic when he gets more awards, mm-hmm. and he, and he genuinely doesn't want Patrick to see it because he doesn't want him to feel bad. You right. Know? Right. But he's so patient. I laughed really hard when earlier. When he just has a smile on his face, a soft smile, and he's uh-huh. like, close, you got to take it to the customer, right, <laughs> you know, right. like, like, yeah. And um, so, yeah. And and I think something that, I don't know, maybe like seven years after I first saw this episode, I really grew to appreciate. It's just the dryness with that soft smile mm-hmm. that of him saying the lid, mm-hmm. the, the lid, lid. <laughs> or, or actually, no, more specifically, um, the exactly 
<laughs> exactly. It's so good. Exactly as I exactly. I it's also, so understated. It's it's also like Patrick just wants to try so hard. Uh-huh. And so he's just absorbed in mm-hmm. absolutely trying to copy everything that mm-hmm. SpongeBob does. And it's like I think it, you know, on the one hand, like hypnotizes him. Totally. Hypna? Hypnotizes. Yeah. yeah. Hypnotizes. And um then he ends up doing Exactly. Exactly. As I do. Mm-hmm. And I love I think that's very clever that they they zoom in on him. On one level, he's like a toddler learning something for mm-hmm. the first time. Like when you see a toddler right. figure out how to pick something up uh-huh. or get over a step or something, and you can see it on their face. Uh-huh. They're like I think that it's it's honestly like two thousand one a space odyssey, they're like boom, boom, boom. Right. Boom. But then they're also he's like so focused on doing the task that mm-hmm. he forgets what he's actually doing. Right. Like you ever done that before? Like oh, you're totally. so like in the thing and then you're like like he immediately thinks like I broke it because right. he forgot the point of what he was doing. Yes. And he's just so used to screwing everything yeah, up, you know, um, <laughs> which he then slams it through the mm-hmm. floor, which is just so, so funny. good. But yeah, it's just so on the second level that he's exactly as I do. Mm-hmm. And for him, that's this click. The reward in his mind is like, right. that felt if so I'm great. Like SpongeBob. So I need to be exactly like SpongeBob. And right. then he, very on the nose, which I think is very cute when it's just very kid friendly when they just spell out for you. He says, like, from now on, I'm going to do exactly as you do. Or right, whatever. right. So as a kid, you're like, aha, that's right. <laughs> truly though, the line I didn't appreciate until we watched it uh-huh. uh, like months ago. Yeah. Is get a jar and he holds up a pickle and then he says that's a pickle and he just goes yes <laughs> yeah it's actually so funny it's hilarious. like it's, it's not funny if you're not watching it uh it's not a joke you can just like hey you'll never believe what happened <laughs> yeah. it's like you had to be there like yes <laughs> yes it's so funny i love it um also this was at, at this point i realized this is this is actually not in production order i believe but in um show order this is the last episode where he has the M eyebrows mm-hmm. that kind of look hairy, obvious. Yeah. And he'll go to the Z eyebrows, which I think are much cuter. Um, but, but yeah, okay. So he, you know, goes to work with SpongeBob the next day and he's he's copying him mm-hmm. all day, you know. Um, and uh, the, the writers, um, uh, William Reese and um, Jay Lender, William says on the um, a commentary that basically he wrote kind of the first half and Jay Leonard writes this second half, the copycat. Mm-hmm. So it escalates. It's very frustrating um, to SpongeBob, and he puts it together what's going on. Mm-hmm. Aha! You're copying me! Yes. Why are you doing that? So I can win an award like you. Well, it's annoying, so stop it! Stop. Say, you're good. Thanks. Darn. <laughs> Mary had a little lamb whose fleece was was white as as pickle pickle fish lips! Sea weevil! Yorgie Smorgie! At least I'm safe inside my mind. At least I'm safe inside my mind. I guess it's safe to go in now. <laughs> oh, Squidward. Mm-hmm. I love Squidward. Lately, they've just very effectively been using him as, like, just in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, commenting on stuff. That's right. really funny. 
But um, did you ever do like the copycat game with your brother or friends or anything? Everybody does. It's just this is probably what taught it to me. But boy, why is it? It's so annoying. It's so annoying. It gets under your skin so quickly. Right. It's like that. I'm not touching you. Totally. And it's yeah. It's so obvious it's what childish. they're doing, mm-hmm. and so quickly like stop copying me. Hearing the phrase "stop copying me back" is like it's going down. Yeah. This is gonna end in mom yelling at us because we're punching. You right. Know? Right. Like, it's honestly triggering. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's very. I think funny. I probably did it to my brother more than he ever did it to me. That sounds about right. But I have an older brother. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Um, the um, at least I'm saving side by mind. When so I was a kid, good. so good, and it blew my mind when I was a kid. Oh, like, yeah. it's just, it's such a dumb joke, but it. It's so, so funny. Well. Yeah. It's so uh, funny today. It's just so stupid. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't have audio from it, but I love the sound of um, them hitting their head on the hammer just because mm-hmm. I don't think it was, I don't, well, I don't know if it was on purpose, but it, it's just very catchy. Like, dun, 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 dun. you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, they just keep arguing and stuff. Um, this last clip here kind of concludes it, but do you have any other thoughts on just Patrick, um, you know, copying oh. SpongeBob and I will say I still um, do this to one person. Mm-hmm. I still copy or whatever to make them mad. Can you guess who it is? Is it Katie? It is. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I was going to say, she, she seems like the person that she gets mad so fast. Yeah. It's so uh, cute. How do you copy her? What do you do to copy well, her? Well, I know Katie very well. You can just predict her mannerisms and stuff, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. First, she'd be like, well, that's a coincidence. <laughs> you know? Like, that's it's so just perfect. so cute. She's a perfect friend that would not pick it up right away. Uh-huh. She'd be like, whoa, that's great. She'd be like, jinx. Jinx, yeah. yeah. And then she would have a very loud reaction. <laughs> right. After be like, that's so funny. She's classic. Um, you should do it to her at staff meeting sometime. Okay, I will. Um, a, a couple of things I just want to shout out to before we move on. Um, a very good writery joke mm-hmm. uh, is a SpongeBob. We'll see about that. And Patrick's saying, no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> very funny. Um, and then also, I just love the noise of him going, when he falls apart. Uh-huh. But also, I need to acknowledge, and I'm sorry to do this, but the jump rope joke is, v- is funny, but uh-huh. it doesn't really make sense. They kind of have their cake and eat it, too. Because he says, I call this the slice and dice, uh-huh. and then says, not a scratch on me, and then falls apart. So is the joke that it's the slice and dice, but there isn't, you don't get slice and diced? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, that would be like the joke of like an unskilled person wouldn't be able to pull off the Is that why it's called dice. a slice and dice? Yeah. Because if you mess it up, you'll get sliced and dice? Yeah, like okay. it, like it's super like, ah. Yeah, maybe the joke does make sense. I do like it when he pulls himself. I just like yeah. that they're different shapes. Like he's yeah. perfect cubes and he's yes. got all these like oblong. It's very, it, yeah, it's very clever shapes. character design. It's cute. Mm-hmm. And it, again, just praise for the creativity of the show it's it's very non-obvious because mm-hmm. i mean like animation 101 your main character has got to mm-hmm. be a circle because they're soft they're approachable right. they stand out whatever you know and so that spongebob is pointy is so different or whatever right. um but they it obviously works for him for one he's like right. squiggly and, and does I, look squishy i also like mm-hmm. um when they use that like rolling ball effects oh, when they're yeah. like running on the road oh yeah it just looks like they're like on like the, the curve of the, the 3d earth. animated yeah background yeah it is it does work it's yeah. very obvious that it's like cgi or whatever mm-hmm. but it, i think it works really well it's too cute. um but yeah character design is so clever spongebob is very squarey because mm-hmm. he's just 
I think pent up with energy, but Patrick like kind of slopes down almost like a teardrop, which mm-hmm. I just feel like is so. He's perfect. a pair. It's so perfect He's a for pear like body. how just chill he is, you know. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Okay, um, SpongeBob thinks that he's you know got an idea. He's very frustrated to find that even his house has been copied, mm-hmm. but he knows how to get Patrick back. Hi, I'm Patrick Star. I'm the laziest, pinkest starfish in Bikini Bottom, and I wish I were me and not SpongeBob. What's so great about being a big pink loser? Exactly. I was never closer to an award than the minute I started copying you. But Patrick... Patrick's not here! Trophy (laughs) delivery! Another trophy? Oh, great! What's it for this time? For doing absolutely nothing longer than anyone else. Patrick, this trophy's for you! What are you going to do now? I'm going to go protect my title. So you thought I was kidding, huh? No, in Bikini Bottom, excellence can be found even under a rock. Kirk. What was that? Rock. <laughs> You're doing the French voice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get a... um. A payoff of the mailbox stroke earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, this time it's put in SpongeBob instead of the actual mailbox. Um, and uh, just before this clip, we again get very uh, just spelling it out for the kids. Uh, SpongeBob says, I wish I had the old Patrick back, but he just uh, wants to copy me, which is just very cute. Like, uh, yeah. And then he pushes his nose. And, mm-hmm. Is that what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the listeners can't see you doing that. Right. That was very cute that you did it. Um, but yeah, it's so sweet. It's a very simple, like, wrap the episode up. Um, it's so sad. Sad? Why do you think it's yeah, sad? Wait, well, first of all, he comes out and he's like, yeah, talking intentionally, like, stupid. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's it, sad. And yeah. then he doesn't even have anything, like, good to say when he says, what's so great about being a big pink loser? It is very sad. I agree. But the, after that, when he gets the award, do you think that that's sad? No, that's happy. But it's yeah. just so sad that that's like how <laughs> yeah. he was thinking about himself and how um, like SpongeBob, instead of mm. showing how cool being Patrick is, hmm. chooses to show like and right. I'm sure it's because he's annoyed. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I like but, to think that it, he only did that because he's so frustrated. Uh-huh. Um, and that he wouldn't otherwise, right. you know, um, and that, and that that's why it kind of falls apart because his hope is that Patrick will be like, Hey, shut up. That's not true or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. but instead he's just like, you're right. I don't like myself. Mm-hmm. And then his nose pops out and he's like, Oh, I don't mm-hmm. have anything else to say. But then I think it is very sweet. Again, it's just wrap the episode up, but it's right. very sweet that he's like, oh, Patrick, look, you got an award. You know, right. Patrick doesn't want anything of it, but then he sees it and it's like a very quick turnaround. But by the end, the, I think that the lesson that Patrick learns is like, oh, my gosh, I am awarded for being me. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to go try and be the most me. Right. And defend my title. And right. He runs and <laughs> takes a nap. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Last word, Morgan. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this episode? I like this episode. It has. I feel like if you've never even watched SpongeBob, you know the no, this is Patrick. Yeah. And uh, the lid scene. Yeah. Like these are like iconic. Very iconic. I agree. 
Cool. Well, speaking of iconic, um, let's take a quick break. We'll listen to a listener review. And then when we come back, we will jump into Bubble a Buddy. Mm-hmm. More SpongeBob coming up. Stay damp. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the uh, segment of the show called Everybody's a Critic. Eh, everybody's a Critic. The segment where I read the reviews that are left on the podcast. Um, and uh, most of them are just really nice. But remember, I'm always looking for ones um, that will uh, make me laugh. Um, we don't have a new review this week. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, it occurred to me that uh, on the couple um, YouTube videos that I've posted about uh, SpongeBob and about this podcast, I've got some banger comments um, on here. And, and I'm not going to read every single one, though every single one is awesome. Um, but there are, uh, are specifically three that really uh, stand out um, that I'm going to read and engage with here, okay? Um, this first one comes from Anna Cool Kid. She says, um, this is, uh, I should say what video this is. This is on the video, Why SpongeBob Seasons 1 through 3 are Golden, um, which is where I talked, uh, kind of gave an overview of why that is why SpongeBob seasons one through three are awesome, and that was where I announced um, officially, like I'm going to make a SpongeBob podcast. Blah, blah blah. Okay, but Anna Cool Kid commented um, five months ago. She said, "Oh my wow, you are so right." <laughs> I'm so out of breath. What the heck? Why am I? I've just been sitting around editing podcasts all day. Okay, sorry, Anna. <clears throat> Anna Cool Kid says, "Oh my wow." You are so right. This really needs to exist. I grew up on SpongeBob to the point that literally had a SpongeBob-themed 12th birthday, life goal right there, um, and had the nickname SpongeBob all throughout my adolescence youth group years. I was seriously obsessed with it. I think a lot of parents and people our generation now think of it as a quintessential stupid show that kids love because fart jokes, haha, he got died, etc. But only in the last few years, after finding out the thing about the first three seasons, did I realize how good it is on an animation level even. You really can't ignore its charm. It has a different pace than most dumb kid shows uh, and is so confined to a consistent episode structure, I guess. Any episode can have any kind of speed, structure, story arc, uh, which honestly is similar to how Adventure Time works. It really feels like you can get comfortably lost in the SpongeBob world without having to react at a joke every few seconds or follow a predictable storyline. And the visual humor. Some of the animation is seriously so experimental and awesome, like inserting an extremely detailed image every now and then. Even uh, my bags have bags, dropping the couch on Squidward's toe, uh, even the one uh, where SpongeBob dates a patty. It's just stuff I don't think I've seen in any other show. Anyway, this idea is awesome, and you seem like the right person to execute it. Cannot wait to hear it. Um, Anna, first of all, thank you so much for the kind comments um and i just agree so much <laughs> with so much in this comment uh anna you should uh, write more about spongebob be that either in the comments of videos um or make your own um podcast or channel or something because you are very well articulated um and i agree 100 percent with so much of what you say and specifically shout out to adventure time uh, because more people need to love that show calvin calvin says on uh the episode uh where I just posted the first um, episode of the podcast to my YouTube channel. He says NGL, which I have to assume uh, stands for not going to lie. I don't think I have ever heard someone so <laughs> so enthused about SpongeBob. Yeah, I hear people talking about it a lot, but to actually make a podcast about it blows my mind. You need more people to listen to it because few people take that extra step. 
Thank you, uh, Calvin. That was very kind. Um, I love this comment. Halfway through the comment, I, I couldn't tell if you were insulting me or complimenting me, but it's clear that you are. I think, complimenting me um, by the end. Uh, so thank you. And I agree that more people need to listen to it, which is why you, Calvin, should leave a review. I, granted, I don't know if you listen to the podcast, but write in if you do. Uh, you too. Um, and a cool kid. This one, this one actually got me. I, I, it, this is from David, Ch- David Charles. I'm breaking. There you go. This is the content we live for. <laughs> His... His profile picture is Archibald Asparagus from VeggieTales. <laughs> and the comment is just, Jesus can save. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you, David, for engaging with my content. Um, and thank you, listener, for listening. Okay, let's kick it back to uh, Sam and Morgan and um, jump back into the episode, Bubble Buddy. He's wet. He's yellow. He's back. Every day is a holiday for SpongeBob, even if he has to make one up. Hey, everybody! It's Leif Erikson Day! Hinga dinga dargan! It's Leaf Erickson Day! There's a note! SpongeBob went to get more giant paper. Uh, Patrick, P.S. Happy Leaf Erickson Day! Yerger Hinder Dinger! Aww, so much for that. Maybe Sandy will play with me. Another note! SpongeBob went south for the winter. Love, Sandy. I don't get it. The water's fine. <laughs> Hey, Squidward! Wanna play? No. Are you sure? Yes. Darn, I wish I had a buddy to play with. I know! I'll make one! Stick Buddy! Nah. Rock Buddy! Nope. Sink Buddy! Almost. I've got it! This is great. <laughs> <laughs> we have the same laugh. That's embarrassing. I know. Um, we are back with the bubble buddy. Hey, everybody. Um, do you have uh, fond memories of this episode at all? Is this more off your radar, or what's the deal, yo? Hmm. I remember it, but I don't. It's not like one of the like visceral ones totally. in my mind. Yeah, it is visceral for me in that I feel this episode a lot, but mm-hmm. I don't remember the details of it very much. Right. Nor is it one that I revisit or quote very mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. I just remember it feeling so unique that basically like a new character is introduced. Right. And then and he like never a shows new plot structure. And it's we spend that time at Goolagoon, which we don't usually do. True. That is true. And this is one of the few episodes where we go to Goolagoon. It's usually mm-hmm. you just are at Goolagoon. You know? Right. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's exploring Bikini Bottom a little bit. Um, in the in the SpongeBob game, um, SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom, uh-huh. uh, Bubble Buddy appears, and that that always like blew my mind. Like, oh my gosh, he's in this game! I cannot wait. It's like the ah, it reminds me. This feels like a precursor to the pencil. Oh, Frank and Doodle. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. 
No, yeah, you're totally right. That's so good. Um, also, maybe I should say this more formally at like the front of the podcast or something, but I guess in passing, um, I had such a bad time watching the second SpongeBob movie that I, and doing research on the third SpongeBob movie and learning that Steven Hillenburg was very barely involved mm-hmm. and also predicting that I would probably hate it and seeing how poor reviews it is mm-hmm. or has. I was like, why would I put myself through that? So I'm just not going to do that. And then instead, I'm going to review um, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom. Every nice. Two seasons, and I'm very excited about that. Nice. I'm thinking maybe I'll do like a playthrough of it mm. on YouTube or something. Anyway, sorry. You need to leave soon. And we, we need to go. <laughs> um, okay. So we're here with uh, Bubble Buddy. It's a fun episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give more of my thoughts at the end of it. But um, let's see. Leif Erickson Day, classic. I think that, that is the one line that mm-hmm. is... Um, Quoted right. the most happy Leif Erikson day because it is just so funny. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting to me that this opens up with the narrator, and I feel like they are more and more kind of intentionally linking episodes um, to make them feel a little bit more tied together. Right. Um, so I don't know if that's on uh, purpose or not, but um, and then also. Um, Honestly, some of the funniest parts in this to me are the very beginning character moments we get with Patrick, Squidward, and Sandy. Mm -hmm. All of them are funny in their own right. Patrick needing to get more giant paper. Mm -hmm. Sandy going south and snowing in her dome unexpectedly. She's got a little snow globe. Yeah, it's very funny, especially since this is the first time that we've seen like that that can happen in her her dome. Yeah, and then it always killed me when I was a kid. Squidward, do you want to play? Right. No. no. Are you sure? Yes. yes. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's so funny. Because they all know. They I just think know. it's endearing. Like, I don't remember when it switched from like, hey, can you can I come over and play? Yeah. To like hang out. Oh, yeah. Like I don't like did when did when meme? did we stop saying play? I need to show you a meme, but it's like a super grungy looking meme, and it's this kid looking like or no, it's like a soldier looking really mad. And it, it the caption is just like, no, Kyle, I will not come over and play. I'm 11. We hang out now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just remember, like, you would remember, you. there were, like, three friends, and you yeah. memorize their phone numbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Or you just show up on your bike. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah, that was we me and my friend Levi up. would do that. Only we'd show up on our Razor scooters. Amazing. Um, in middle school. but Yeah, I didn't like riding my bike, so I usually just walked. Yeah. I I still remember in sixth grade, he would ask me, like, uh, can you, like, play today or whatever? Mm -hmm. And I was, like, always embarrassed by that. I'm like, we can hang out. Don't say that. Yeah, but it's so stupid. Embarrassing. Kids are so dumb. Okay, so he takes uh, Bubble Buddy. I don't have any audio from this, but a big chunk of this episode is him taking him to the Krusty Krab. This I thought was funny because, so we both worked um, service sector jobs Mm -hmm. before. um, And showing up to work and bothering your coworkers was always really funny. So fun. Um, And Especially, I almost feel bad saying this, but especially if like you're not close with them <laughs> or like you already annoy them. Uh-huh. Like it's one thing to see your friends at work and mess with them. But right. like I feel Squidward's pain of like, how am I supposed to enjoy your day off if you right. come in? You to come work? in. Yeah, um, I definitely had coworkers like that. But and Mr. Krabs tattoo is so bizarre. It's so <laughs> odd. It's literally yeah. so odd. Yeah. But I feel like it. This is a great episode of what it's like to work in service totally. where you're like this is so BS. you have to do everything that think they the want customer. think of the customer <laughs> and then like your boss is like an a-hole and mm-hmm. you're just like oh yeah it's very funny but so it ends poorly mm-hmm. he leaves and pays in bubbles mm-hmm. um but then they go to goo lagoon and we get some funny hijinks let's see what's happening at goo lagoon here we are bubble buddy goo lagoon there are lots of ways to have fun here dudes Perry! 
See what I mean? All done. All right. Bubble Buddy, you dig him out while I get some cotton candy. Don't just stand there, dude. The tide's coming in. Dude? Dude? It is very dark. We have to come back to that, too. I have something to say about okay. that at the end. Okay, uh, will do. Um, and then also, immediately after that, uh, it's his first time. Congratulations. Uh-huh. Congratulations. <laughs> it's so funny. So Again, that like, kind of Because dry... that's like a kid thing. A kid would be like, my friend's in there. <laughs> right. Just like a random adult, and they'd be like, oh my like gosh. somebody who's like, I'm never having kids, and like, congrats. Yeah. <laughs> or just like, kids... Uh, bathrooms like kids in pool bathrooms oh definitely are literally insane but like even if you're at like a fast food restaurant or something and there's another there's a kid in the bathroom with you you're just like i just want to get out of here so fast i i nothing makes me put my foot on the door faster than a kid (laughs) walking into a bathroom yeah like literally because it's happened to everyone I know. Maybe it's in men's bathrooms. Sure. But a kid always comes under the stall yeah. or opens the door or yeah. looks through the crack. Yeah. And you're yeah. just like, on kid, God, like, why? memes of, like, <sighs> just the kid's eye looking through the crack of the door. Like, Fortunately, it's not happened to me, but I've had friends, yeah. and there's very funny vines and stuff. Right. Of, I feel like it's typically, I mean, yeah. you bring your small children. Women typically take right. their children. To totally. Them. The yeah. women's bathroom. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that doesn't really have to do it. But so Bubble Buddy is wreaking havoc. I think mm-hmm. that I like this episode, but it's probably a three or four out of five for uh-huh. me. And one of the reasons is SpongeBob is not very sympathetic in this one. Like it reminds me of ripped pants in that. Well, actually, more honestly, uh, Muscle Bob buff pants and that. SpongeBob is being kind of reprehensible here. Normally, I'm like, oh, they're just well, misunderstanding. You him. think until we get to the end. That's true. Yeah. So maybe we can revisit that in uh, contemplate if, uh-huh. if he's sympathetic or not. But um, so anyway, there's some very silly jokes. I think that the pace really picks up when we leave the uh-huh. Krusty Krab and get to the Goo Lagoon. We get the bubble butt here. Uh, bubble butt. I, I wrote down some. I, I guess I just wrote bubble butt. LOL. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's funny how culture has changed. How culture has changed because yeah. that was like an insult. I literally said when we were watching, I'm like, and now you want a bubble butt, right? Uh huh. So yeah, it's yeah. I don't I don't know if like a kid watching it today would get you know that, that yeah because they'd be like, why are they all embarrassed? You know, right? But yeah, so that's really silly. Um, and then we get uh, uh our cameo one of the few like uh celebrity cameos of, of season two here um with grubby grouper oh, 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 it's a world famous surf from grubby grouper later groupies grubby's gotta go catch some gnarly pounders oh i'll never watch this flipper again hey pearl shake hands with bubble buddy what I love Pearl. You do? Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? She just is such a teenage girl. Yeah. It's so fun. Funny. I'm glad. I feel have have I had you on a Pearl episode before? You've asked me about Pearl before. Okay. I was gonna say, yeah, I feel like most people aren't like in love with Pearl, but mm-hmm. anyway. You asked me about we you either asked me or I was on the prom episode. We did squeaky boots together. Yeah. Too, that's so. what it was. Um okay, so I never would have guessed that this was a guest 
appearance because to me, Grubby Grouper just sounds like a voice actor. So oh, props to this guy. It's in the beginning. It says and yeah. guests are yep. uh, like Cranky Carol or something. Was what <laughs> Corky it said. Carol. Corky. Which sounds equally made up, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But he is a world champion surfer. He took the American national title at age 16, later won over 100 championships uh-huh. in the 1968 Surfer Magazine, named him the best surfer of all time. He retired from surfing at age 24. God bless. And he began record, uh, recording beach and surfing themed albums in the 1970s, a career that has lasted more than 30 years. That's dope. That had to have been written in a while the 2000s. Ago? Isn't it weird? Yeah. 1970 was 30 years ago. No, it was like... 50. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, I honestly don't know who he is. And I asked a friend, uh, Danny, uh, uh-huh. like, hey, do you know who this is? And he didn't know either. But I think that he's probably famous in like the surf world. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, so that's fun. And you asked Danny because they lived in Hawaii. Because he, when I showed up to work, he was watching a surfing competition on his oh. laptop. And I thought, oh, hey, you might Maybe know who he this would is. Know. He recognized him, but wasn't sure. But mm-hmm. he's, I mean, he's old school. Cor- right. Corky Carroll is, I mean. Um, but I appreciate that again because I just, you know openly admire steven hillenberg and it just feels like he probably wanted to get him on because he was a surfer um so anyway uh it just continues to get silly and silly um and let me just make sure i'm not missing anything silly i mean this episode is very silly that that's Mm -hmm. the word that i would use to sum it up um and there's just a lot of silly montage here Mm -hmm. um and then uh things really ratchet up um with the line waiting to get into the bathroom drinks two hours is long enough that's it hey bubble buddy you're finished he kept us waiting for a bubble that's nothing he called us fat (laughs) he washed my flipper he owes me money! He made me provide excellent service! Kids, he made me experience high time! Oh! He poisoned our water supply, burned our crops, and delivered a plague onto our houses! He, he did? did? No! But are we just gonna wait around until he does? I see! We tip something over! Yeah! yeah. Now mm. there's a lot to talk. Don't about they here. end up? Do they say um, get the lifeguard or yeah. kill the lifeguard? They say get the lifeguard. Oh, because when I watched it, I was like, did they just say kill the lifeguard? I think it's implied that that's what they're gonna do for sure. But yeah, no, they say get the lifeguard. And if you, I, I noticed my second time watching this that the lifeguard's just drawn very funny, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just looks very like Ugh, like and out of it. Yeah. But then Squidward comes in and saves the day, and and I love this line. He says. Uh, don't waste this senseless violence on him. <laughs> That's just, again, a very writery joke. Don't mm-hmm. waste this senseless violence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this, for one, I just got to say, it reminded me of Visha. Mm. <laughs> shout out to all the other Iowa State alums. Yeah, shout out to um, me being a senior in high school, mm-hmm. looking forward to going to Visha next mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. And that year, my senior mm-hmm. year of high school, it getting canceled and yeah. never being brought back. Uh-huh. So Yeah. I went to a stand-up comic uh, my freshman year, and he was making fun of all of the college Was it the students. Colin Jost one? 
Uh, I don't was think that so. later on? It, it was a guy that used to work at SNL, but got fired from SNL. Um, I can't remember. So I really, I don't think that you would know him, but he, he was like, I was talking to somebody backstage and they're like, yeah, they canceled Visha. I can't believe it. And I was like, I can. What do you think would happen? Let's tip this car over. They'll give us more responsibility. Anyway, uh-huh. it's a very <laughs> deep cut, uh, Iowa state humor. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, what do you have to say about this, uh, surfer who experienced high tides? It's, it still hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it has. Not what I want to say. Oh, okay. But crazy that he's an angel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you got me on the edge of my seat now. I really don't know where this is going. I think it's don't silly. Don't spoil it. I but... think, I think um, it's kind of funny that he like floats to the top because not only is it heaven, but fish float when they die. <laughs> That's a good point. I never thought of that. That is really funny. Yeah. But yeah, that is so dark. Yeah. Which I really, that joke is very, very funny. But that is pretty dark yeah. for SpongeBob. Literally. Uh, but yeah, so um, let's see. So the yeah, the floating away or oh 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 no, not not that floating. There's mm-hmm, some more floating mm-hmm. that's also very funny. But um, so yeah, they they form a mob and they're going to um take out um Bubble Buddy mm-hmm. um and they circle up on SpongeBob. Hey everyone, have you met my friend Bubble Buddy? Yes. <laughs> hey, is it this one of those sewing circles? No! Would you mind not getting so close with those pins? Pointy objects make Bubble Buddy uncomfortable. SpongeBob, that bubble's gotta go. Oh no, he already took care of that, but thanks for your concern. No, go as in... (laughs) Why? You and that bubble have been nothing but trouble. It's time to end it. No, I won't let you. Enough seahorsing around, SpongeBob. Give us that bubble! Pop the bubble! Pop the bubble! I hate the way that they say bubble and the animation of their tongues for bubble. Why? It like, oh, I don't know what it is. (laughs) It's like, it's it's like so thick sounding, and then it's like the only part that you can really animate to make it look like they're saying bubble is like your tongue touching the top of your mouth, but it's like you know, with your Uh, flipped upside down. It just grosses me out every time. That's very interesting. I understand it, though I don't feel it, Yeah, but it's also interesting because I actually, specifically, and I wasn't going to say this, but I really enjoy specifically how Squidward says bubble, because same but his is very nasally so it's fine everybody else is oh, like everybody so else. thick yeah pop the bubble like it's that like, bubble. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well i just it reminds me and it warms my heart hearing squidward say um how could somebody have so much fun blowing bubbles right right <laughs> it's right, just he's right. got a very i probably should have put the pop filter in front of the mic <laughs> that's probably loud um but yeah so this is one of the reasons why this episode drops down to a four or five to me or mm-hmm. <laughs> four or three to me mm-hmm. um because it's really sad. Like, I almost want to say it's mean. I, maybe it's not mean, but it's I don't like... I feel like it's mean because we're, like, not connected to this character. But we It'd are be different if they were SpongeBob. trying to kill SpongeBob. Yeah, but, but SpongeBob is, like, distraught. And maybe it's more how angry everybody else is. Mm-hmm. And... Maybe that's I'm not used to seeing the town hate. I feel um, like he usually SpongeBob. does make the town upset. 
He does, but he I feel like he annoys the town. Where they're like, oh my gosh, SpongeBob. And I really enjoy that. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. I think that it's more effective when they don't treat him as the main character and they just treat him as like this guy. Like if you actually lived in a town with SpongeBob, he would be like inseparable. Like, right. Know? It's like working for Michael from the office. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I j- it just, they're not happy. And right. I guess it just doesn't make me feel good. I, I guess I think that it's just like an episode. That's fine. You know, like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't feel no, I'm saying like in agreement with you of like why it would be like a three or a four. Like uh oh, it, it's I see. it's not like uh no, this is Patrick. Totally. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just an episode. It's no, not that fair. it's bad, it's yeah. enjoyable, but I'm it's not just some silly hijinks. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Anyway. Um anyway, so um enough is enough. Uh well actually, did you ever have an imaginary friend? I wanted to ask you that. Did you ever have a buddy, as SpongeBob puts it? Um, I don't. I didn't have an imaginary friend, but all my stuffed animals and American Girl dolls and Brat dolls and everything were all my friends. Really? Predominantly, I would say that my American Girl dolls, yeah. those were people to me. That's awesome. Yeah, Did and my and my them? dog Bridget. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, your dog Bridget is very cute. My dog Bridget is very cute. I met cute. her stuffed dog last time I was at yes, her parents' Because I was, was like, here, Reagan, my yeah. niece. I was yeah. like, you uh, can now have Bridget. That's so cute. <laughs> so we were playing upstairs. If you can believe it, I had some imaginary friends. Mm-hmm. I think we all had Sonic on the, you know, uh, yeah. tower lines. I tweeted this lines. and it did not blow up like I thought it would. But if they don't have in the next Sonic movie a scene where a kid looks out the window and sees Sonic running on a power line. Right. They've lost what everything. What are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think that there was stuff like that. Or uh-huh. like, I don't think I had an imaginary friend. Yeah. I had put personas on objects. Okay. Yeah. yeah. More so. I think I was very inspired by Calvin and Hobbes specifically yeah. to do this. So I had, you know... Uh, I never, I, I tried making an imaginary friend where like he's invisible to everybody else, but I can never get into that, which is so stupid and nerdy, but <laughs> that's the thing that I tried. Um, I also, I remember having a teddy bear and naming him Teddy. Mm-hmm. And then when I got a little bit older, changing his name to Ted, because I wanted to feel more grown up. Mm-hmm. And but then I, Ted and Ted two came out and <laughs> you were like, mm. I, I never thought about that, but yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also was just trying cause it felt like, Oh, I, I should have a teddy bear because I think that I very much look to pop culture to be like, how are you supposed to be a kid? Right. <laughs> but um, no, the the <laughs> my mom was very like concerned <laughs> about this. I need it next time I have Matt Constant on the podcast. I need to bring mm-hmm. this up. But I had a sock puppet. Have I yeah. told you about this? Yeah. I have. Okay. His name was Senor Sacco. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a little goatee. I think you're at your positive side, but that's yes. okay. Um, we only have one more clip. Uh, but okay. I won't, I won't go into it. Maybe I'll go into it more on an episode that Matt's on, but mm-hmm. I had a sock puppet and the adults were very concerned about how committed I was, especially when I started introducing more characters in the sock puppet world. Right. But so that is the one part that I think mm-hmm. is really cute is that SpongeBob is like, can't I, I like, he's just his imaginary friend or so we think at least at this point. And then, um, funny muffler and boo-boo keys. Are really boo-boo funny. keys is so good. <laughs> yeah. Boo-boo keys. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Squidward's had enough. Uh-huh. Uh, it's time to end it. No! Saying this, 
See you later, SpongeBob. Things are getting a little weird around here. So long. <laughs> Happy Leaf Erickson Day! He's alive. Of course. Otherwise, he couldn't tell such funny jokes. Okay by me, I'm going. Seems like only this morning I held his bottle. They blow up so fast. Ah. <laughs> uh, hi. Okay, so this is a sentient mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. who willingly mm -hmm. basically committed murder. <laughs> That's a good point. And was letting SpongeBob be hated by the entire town. And only when it came time that he, something bad might happen to him, did he step in. It's not that something bad was going to happen. It's that it was getting weird. What? Whoa, SpongeBob, it's getting a little weird around oh, here. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, that is a socio-psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> this is... When you find out at the end that he is a thing with thoughts and can move. And volition and yeah. And he chose to not dig him out of the ground. <laughs> I, A, have never thought about that. And B, really never ever could have guessed that that's where you were going to take us at the end. That was some really good on the edge of my seat Thank podcasting. Yeah, yeah, of course. You're great. You're a great guest. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about that. I don't Psychotic. know. I think that they aren't very committed to the premise for yeah. that reason. And that's part of the reason why it's not like the most memorable episode to me. Uh -huh. um, it is kind of just like a uh, Deus Ex Machina. Is that what it's called? No, that's oh. the video game. Ex Machina? No. no. Deus Ex Machina? The, De the oh, it wings is Deus, of the hands of God? Deus Ex the, Machina, yeah. The machine of God, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ending in that it just perfectly works out that, right. oh, well, he's just alive. And so it doesn't really make sense if you think about like, wait, then what happened? I mean, it's funny in the moment because it's shocking and uh, certainly undercuts everything. Um, and there, then we get some like, there, there's cute jokes, you know, right. how, how else can you tell watch... such funny jokes? Like I thought that that was pretty cute. Right. What, what are you now? I want to watch X Machina. <laughs> that, that is a really good uh -huh. movie. Um, but yeah. And then there's just lots of like writery puns that are cute. Yeah. Like that bubble has been nothing but trouble and, um, right. they blow up so fast. Right. So they held this bottle, stuff like that. Yeah. So it's cute. But just, it's not, you know, five out of it's five. It's cute, for me. but it's not the episode that comes before it. Totally. So, with that, why don't you take us out, Morgan? Don't take us out. Like, that sounds like. <sighs> pow. Yeah. Um, what are your closing thoughts on the two of these episodes? Mm, well, I love Patrick. Um, mm. I'm always here. Yeah. To be a Patrick supporter. Mm -hmm. Have I already said this on the podcast? We talked a while ago, and mm -hmm. I was like, I think. I <laughs> was feeling trying to like ease my guilt over the years of always thinking like Patrick's so stupid yeah. and dumb that now I'm like nobody better say anything about right. you projected it onto me so Literally. that you could confront it Literally. and then ease your own guilt. I was like, whoa! I think yeah. I really was like having a moment there. Yeah, that's funny. Kind of fun. Yeah. Well, you did a good job of defending Patrick, though. You I, Valentine's Day is still where Valentine's Mama Bear Day came just, out. It the really most. like caught me off guard on mm -hmm. how we really watch those differently we really did yeah so, well, but it makes yeah. sense we do that with a lot of things where mm -hmm. i'm like i didn't read it that way at all like right. when we 
first watched a movie together. Yeah. No, I remember that when we watched uh, Inside Lou and David. Sounds mm-hmm. like we had a little bit of that at the start of this episode, too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, thank you, Morgan. As always, you are a wonderful guest. You bring a lot of English insight, Patrick Stan insight. Did you just mouth, and you're pretty? Yeah. Well, yes. And you're very, very beautiful. Um, which I would only ever say to you and Mark Milligan on exactly, this podcast. Exactly, so. exactly, exactly. And thank you, listener. Um, I was going to say you're beautiful, but I don't maybe feel comfortable telling all my listeners. I think you're all beautiful. Okay, good. Uh, listeners, I can confidently say that my wife finds you all <laughs> beautiful, and I find you all wonderful and beautiful souls, for sure. And I don't mean that in, like, you've got a great personality. <laughs> I mean that in, like, you've got a great taste in podcasts, because this is Absorbent and Yellow, the podcast where me and my friends talk about the big of it. Our admiration for SpongeBob SquarePants. You're getting awfully close to that microphone, Morgan. That's so weird. That's so gross. Please write in to sponge at spamrobots.com. Leave a review and I will read it. Remember, I'm trying to get really funny ones that make me crack on the air like Jimmy Fallon on SNL. Uh, and- or, okay, that doesn't count because Jimmy Fallon laughs at everything. Okay. It's so cute. I'm a, I'm a Jimmy Stan, okay? I love Jimmy Fallon. Wow. So... Some people really hate him because like, he just la- somebody could look at him when he's doing an interview and he just laughs the whole time. Thinks they're so great, and I'm like, he's a nice guy. You have a problem with nice people? We'll see you next week. <laughs> hey pal, you just blowing from Stupid Town?